Welcome back to another night of Dungeons and Dragons. I am always and still continue to be your host and dungeon master, Kenny. I have with me the distinct pleasure of my entire party plus a guest member that has yet to reveal themselves. They will be starring as Elle's um, <clears throat> mother. I'm sure we'll meet them at some point. So, when we last left off, the party had just arrived to the edge of the Lake of Verde. Um, I believe uh, you guys are, are down to your last cup, like half week of food, um, and uh, your spiders are in some state of. Di or, or actually, no, your spiders are good again, aren't they? Uh huh. Yeah, I fixed them. Mm -hmm. So before you stands a lake that is so massive in scale, you swear you were standing on the coast of the ocean. Oh wow! Uh, there's plenty of boats. Uh, some in the shallows near you and some larger in the depths far ahead and in, in the best distance ahead uh, into the horizon you can see uh, the peaks of a couple's tall structures barely at the faintest uh, if you squint as hard as possible what uh, what what size boats are there? Are they like regular like fishing boats or uh, like galleys and stuff? There there's a couple sizable vessels on the water, but the majority of them are, you know, small private fishermen boats and such. Cool. I wonder like see how actually big this lake was cuz if they have like full on well, galleys like floating back and forth, that's pretty. Good. They, I mean, I would easily say that the Lake of Verde is larger than some of the Great Lakes. Wow, cool. Like if you if you check the map, the Lake of Verde, I mean it has a it has a city on it that's roughly like a third of the size of Yao. Yeah. That's true. And Yao's a big mm. fucking city. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Slate's gonna turn to the party and be like, what are the odds that we can circumvent this lake? Something on there, bod. Joy. If we're going to the city, we'll have to cross the lake one way or another. I believe there's magic that says we don't have to cross the lake. I mean, fair enough, but it seems like a ship is the easiest route. Uh... Yeah, it seems like we're going to end up back on a boat. Spend a lot of time on boats. Paluvia, yeah. you would know that there's, at regular points around the, the the edge of the lake, there are sort of, what uh, I guess, ferries. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. what are those, like, large platforms that have, like, wrought iron chain? Yeah, yeah. So, you would imagine that if you traveled either way along the coast of the lake, it would not take very long for you guys to find one of these ferries. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, I'll realize that and just sort of gestures in one or two direct one of the directions that they could go and says, "Let's uh, head that away. There might be a ferry just a short distance. There usually is." Mm. Wait, wait a second, Al. Aren't you from here? Like, yes, I am, and I would appreciate it if we could keep our time here to a minimum. I mean, Why? like, don't you have, like, stuff to do? Like, maybe go... No, people? I have nothing to do here. All right, man. Well, maybe you got your own 
personal boat you could take us on? That'd be cool. Do I look like I'm made of... Well, okay. Do I look like I'm made of boats? Nah, but... No. No. You rat. Alright. I guess we'll... I could always try rowing us. <laughs> Do you just mean like you are the boat? Yes, I float. I mean, you do have that ring of water walking. We could all try to fit on your back. Yeah. This is a bad idea. Let's go to the boats. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if listen, if you give me like a week and a half, I can turn a cart into a boat. You know, frankly, I'm not. I'm, I'm a little surprised that you were just like. Actually, old boys, check this out. You like, <laughs> you like kick one of the wheels and it turns sideways, and there's like a, like a an inflatable, gas, like a just, gas-filled yeah. intestinal track uh, on the under and top side of all the wheels that just inflate out. I wish one of those spiders turns into an onboard motor. <laughs> just <laughs> all eight of the legs spin. Yeah, I was gonna just say, turn it, would, it to it propellers. Would, yeah, you put, you just take one of them and you've got like one of those like. Southern swamp boats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, no. Just a hub, turn the cart can, into a hovercraft. Uh, can, can we just retcon it and say I already did it? No. Damn. <laughs> that's a little silly. Come on. Nah, man. That's hella cool. Have you played this campaign? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys, you do remember when you traveled like the width of half an ocean in the belly of a whale, right? Like that happened. Yes, it did. Yeah, that was neat. That was real cool. Was or the sick. time we uh, went to a floating casino that almost sank while we were in it. Yes. Yeah. Also, the birds, the rats with the beaks and the wings. Yeah, that one. I remember that one in particular. Yeah, oh, reminiscing's terrible. great, but we're running out of time. Let's uh, let's go get a boat. Let's. Uh, it doesn't matter, but which do you go? Do you keep the coast to your right, or do you keep the coast to your left as you travel around it? Uh, keep the coast to our left. Yeah. Okay, so you travel somewhat south. Okay. Uh, you guys travel maybe a couple of hours, uh, and in the distance you can see a modest-sized shack um, with a uh, a single person lazily sitting in a nice broad chair that seems to be dug into the sandy coast uh, and he seems to be um, I would put air quotes on the word fishing uh, as he is making no measure or gesture to really interact with the water other than the fact that he had a stick, put some bait on the string at the end and threw it in the water <laughs> but uh, you guys are still a couple hundred feet out at this point but that's what you can tell from there All right. Um, as we approach, let's see. Who in the party actually knows L's name? Anyway, it doesn't matter. He um, he just sort of discreetly uh, motions to his friends and says, uh, "Listen, gentlemen, it would uh, I would consider it a great favor if you would." Only refer to me by the name I prefer for our time in the city. I am L. So long as we are here, I go by no other name. Right? You, right. you have another name? 
Yeah, no, of course not. Of his head and says, I can't remember ever calling you anything but L. Perfect. Don't lose that train of thought. Yeah, whatever you want, man. So Definitely. now would be the worst time for a catchy nickname for you, huh? L is catchy enough, I think. It's one syllable, short enough for likes of you lot. Oh, gotcha. In any case, let's uh, try this ferryman here. So you guys pull up to the ferry. Uh, you can see the and the clear waters along the coast, the huge um, but sagging chain in the waters. Uh, and as you all pull up, um, L, what's your um, what's your passive perception? It, you, you're the one in the party with a stupid high passive, right? It's a 24. Yeah. So within the like 30 feet, or I assume you're still inside the carriage, right? Yeah. You can see that this ferryman is wearing a insignia ring of your family crest. Okay, that's totally cool. Uh, but he stands up and only really seems to register Gaharan, who I assume is still the person driving the, the carriage. Gaharan. Uh, he might be busy. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. What was that? Uh, sorry. So the, only, the the ferryman sort of gets up from his lazy seat uh, and 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 walks over to you with a with a groggy smile. Even though it's barely midday, you can see that he's uh, passing the day with a bottle of rum and uh, sort of looks at you as howdy there, bigger, bigger sort of fella. Uh, how many people you got in that thing, and and when are you trying to get to the city? Ferry should be by. Well, looks up to the st the middle of the sky. Uh, probably about uh, an hour or so, if you wouldn't mind waiting for it. Uh, Garen looks down at the man, a little bit jealous that he gets to imbibe. So while Garen's here, uh, busting his hump driving this here cart, which in no way is mostly led by these spiders. Um, how many do we? Do we still have that other party with us? Uh, yeah. Got about ten people back here, and uh, we're more than fine with waiting for the ferry. Lovely. And uh, what you drinking there? Oh, this? Oh, this just a, just a stiff little bottle that I uh, have my uh, ferryman bring me back one every time he goes over, and I try my best to not know a dry season. Oh, got any extra of those lying around? Sure. It's a, uh, I'll sell it to you. I mean, it's a barely, barely bits of a profit for me. But at a, at a at a at a gold for a bottle, you can certainly have it, and it's only a silver a head, so you call it two gold, and and you fine fellers get yourself a ride on the end of their day and a bottle of rum. How about it? I think I'm gonna treat you boys. Garen says, looking at everyone with a thumbs up, as he uh, digs in his pouch for two gold coins for the man. That's very generous. Thank you. I, I don't know why y'all keep buying alcohol. I mean... Because we don't just want to drink gear crank and die. Hmm. I don't understand. 
So what's what's it say to you, bigger fella? Uh, he'd hold out the coins for the man right. and say, uh, I'll take me some. He nods, tips, he, uh, tips the two gold coins into his pouch and tips his bottle back a sip, hands it to you. There's only about a third of the bottle left as he sort of half-dedicatedly uh, walks to the uh, shack. Um... He comes back a moment later with a full bottle, still with its waxed cork, and uh, and hands you the the big bottle and sort of expectantly looks to retrieve the bottle he left with you. Garen returns the man security deposit. Uh, he goes back to. So he sort of gestures around the area. Goes, you can park your vessel wherever you please. Uh, and when the ferry gets on back, my 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 compatriot will, will will fancy a short rest, but he'll he'll certainly have the ferry going in in short order, especially with a big group like you all coming on in. By any chance, do you know how much it is? Uh, any idea how much it might be for the party? Oh, sir, you already gone and paid for that. Like I said, it was a silver ahead. You said you got ten folks. So I took two gold, one for the bottle and one for the ride. It's been a long road. I apologize. He sort of gives you a smile before he sips his rum again and goes, Every road is long. It's about how far you travel it. With that, he sort of turns away and sits back down to fish. Karen would uh, hold one of the bottles by himself and pass the other one back and say, well, boys, I guess we got a little bit of waiting to do. You only have one bottle. Oh, well, then he's still going to pass it back anyway, then. Sure. It's a it's a nice spiced rum. It can tell you can you can sort of taste. It's like a cinnamony spiced rum with uh, definitely an oaken flavor to it, probably from the casks. It's OK. L brought his own. So, if no one does any really anything to pass the time, Chester and uh, uh, Rudder just play some what seems to be like games, but to anyone with a martial eye can see that this is a training regiment between him and his his beast. Um, Kenny, would it take me about an hour to make like a small spring loader device, maybe to like put under someone's bed? to flip them out of their bed at any point in time. Uh, just, just something fun. It, it, it would, but you'd, you'd have to work a lot harder than just one hour to, I mean, you could like, within one hour, you could make a mechanism to flip a bed over, but mm -hmm. for it to, to do that with any weight on the bed, you would need more time. Yeah. All right, then. I probably wouldn't do it then. I'll just, if there's any, like, work that needs to be done on the, um, uh, I'm sure you can find some things to, you know. Yep, tinker with. That's fine. Mend. Yeah. Uh, is it all right if I look for medicinal herbs? Yeah. Well, that's what I do. Okay. You find a, 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 a sprig, not a sprig, you find a small patch of, um, 
of freshwater vegetation that has good uh, blood curing properties. Cool. Question. Yeah. You said that this lake was about the size of an ocean. Would my uh, coastal medicine benefit apply here? I would. Hot diggity dang. I'll keep that in mind for further medicine checks. Yep. But yeah, you're able to identify a, uh, a, a particular so, uh, herb you've, you're familiar with in the past, but uh, it's slightly different in color due to the lack of salt in the water. All right. Uh, L doesn't play his lute but he's going to sit there and fiddle with the tuning knobs, which strikes anybody who's observant enough to notice as odd because it's a magical loot and doesn't go out of tune. Uh, Val will um, pick up on the tuning and uh, sit down next to L and just under his breath trying to make it so the boatman can't hear going, you all right? Seem a little on edge. What? Uh, I'm perfectly fine, thank you. Happy to, happy to be here. Happy to be here. Um, mm -hmm. I just hope that we can accomplish our business quickly. I'm, I'm so very nervous about uh, the, the coming ritual, you see. Mm. That's a load of bull. Uh, you don't want to meet up with your family at all. The thought hadn't crossed my mind. Listen, I didn't want us to go to the Underdark at all, just to avoid anything involving me. I get it. Going home's not exactly pleasant for anybody. Uh, at least to my mind, I don't think it should be. It's at this but. point that the, the ever-quiet Murdoch sort of leans in out of his meditation and your guys' conversation a little bit. Goes, I can relate, my friend. Family and home are far between my visits as well, and it is never easy to go. Well, thank you both for your ample understanding. I much appreciate you trying to calm my nerves at this difficult juncture. Uh, we'll see what happens in the city. I just hope that uh, I am received well if we should encounter anyone that I'm not seeking to. Uh, and at this well, point, that uh, Jayla sort of slides in. Um, Elle, you probably feel her warm shoulder rubbing on your non-tuning shoulder uh, before she makes herself terribly known. Huh. Fancy boy like you trying to not know, be known when you come home? That seems odd. Does it? I am just any other adventurer coming home. Everyone has It does seem odd, Darren says from the peanut gallery. Jayla sort of like gets your eye contact for a second and like dedicatedly rolls her eyes. <laughs> like stops moving, looks at you, rolls her eyes 180 degrees and goes, what's your last name? 
I have no last name. Thank you for asking. This uh, familiarity I appreciate, but it's, it's not needed. Thank you. He turns very cold. She sort of blows a gentle raspberry that's more of the effect of flapping her lips uh, and sort of just sits back in, in one of the seats and just goes, fine, fine, fine. But if it gets us in trouble, we should know. No trouble. I am no one of consequence. Won't matter. He That's dedicatedly. Not true. No one of consequence to me. Thank you. He dedicatedly sets his loot down and puts his hands in his lap where he doesn't move them. So between the awkward conversations and silences, and uh, Chester, uh, Chesto, and Rudder getting a little tired over their uh, play slash training session. Uh, you guys in the, in the distance can hear the chain begin to pull from the water and rattle. And any attempt to look in that direction yields exactly what you would expect. The ferry has arrived. A spry and strong-looking young human man is uh, just pulling into shore. Uh, and a small group of four um, travelers with heavy backpacks sort of hand them some some coinage and, and see to themselves onto the road. Travelers, huh? Yeah, like, I would call them merchant types, but they don't have, like, a donkey-pulled carriage. Hmm. Do they look sneaky? Not at all. All right. The tops of the heads are covered in hoods, but that's, I mean not terribly suspicious to you. That's probably just as much to keep the sun off as anything. Alright. They're not like dressed in black with on black with oiled leather, you know. It's like... No giant hammers like tattooed on their chests. You know, that is the one weird thing. All of them are brandishing just these huge like black fire imbued dark iron hammers. It's weird. I knew it. I'm kidding. When, when yeah, they swing the around, does not say word bad Dude. guys? It's just a local fishing rod style. <laughs> Burn the boat down. <laughs> Burn the city down. <laughs> Burn it all! <laughs> Leave no one alive. Cool. Mm -hmm. Well. Alright. Okay. I guess we should get this puppy embarked. I guess if we have to. So, you guys uh, get onto the ferry. You guys have already paid your way. It's maybe 15, 20 minutes while the guy sort of takes a break from pulling in before he uh, gets confirmation from the old man you, you gave your money to that you, got, you have all paid and sort of looks at you and goes, I suppose you're all ready to go? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Like, yeah. Get that cart anchored on. Oh, sure. Get that cart anchored on, and uh, we'll we'll see to it. All right. Um, Garen would delicately drive the uh, cart up onto the uh, ferry. So he uh, sort of gives you all, you know, a, a look over and makes sure that your cart's, you know, gonna be okay. And he goes, "All right, well, we should be there before sunset. Enjoy the ride." And with that, you know, the process of the ferry sort of coasting along the water begins. So he's pulling this ferry on a chain? Um, sort of. 
it's he's got like a like a kind of like a cranking mechanism but once he gets out of the shore a lot of the 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 waves no longer fighting him to get to the coastline you see him like work for a minute every 10 minutes Karen would ask him if he could help make it go faster he sort of eyes you up and down and notices that you're uh, indeed somewhat swoller than he is, even though he's not a scrawny man. And goes, go ahead there, sir, if you care for it. Garen would care for it. Okay. It's, <laughs> Sorry. It's, Sorry it's, that... it's borderline wheel of pain work, so. It's just leg day. Yeah. Ooh. Sweet Conan reference. Thank you. <laughs> Um, Garen would do his best to just keep doing that. Okay. Uh, to well, get them there before, uh, before sunset. Yeah, it's, it's somewhat grueling work, and you certainly work up a, a solid sweat, but you're not exhausted or anything by the time you guys can begin to see the city in evident view. Uh, it is a wide, sprawling city. You may not have seen a city quite this size since you were in the tundra, or I guess Detroit. But even this makes Detroit seem rather modest. It's, a uh, huge in every direction and it's just a, a huge city just floating on the middle of this wide vast lake but every every exterior area is a is a port or a pier of some sort and it just seems to be some sort of like a layered almost like an onion uh, town layout and uh after you guys can sort of see the, the township in plain view, the the ferryman sort of like swats your hands away and goes, I really should bring us in. It would be uh, bad for business. I understand, Garen says uh, a little out of breath before he uh, rolls his shoulders and kind of gives the rest of the party a thumbs up. But it's, I it's, gave a thumbs up. It's about early afternoon. Um, your extra hustle got you there a little faster than expected. Hell yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it's mid-afternoon. You guys are probably beginning to think about, man, I hope we don't have to cook dinner because if so, we might need to get started soon. Um, feelings. And, uh, yeah, you guys pitch into the, the south side um, piers of the great town of uh, Verde on the Lake of Verde on the continent of Del Verde. We made it, boys. If anybody wants, to, uh, anybody wants to treat me to dinner for that, I'm, uh, I'll take it. I'm just happy we had a boat trip that was uneventful. Yeah, nope. that, agreed. Also, while we're here, we might also want to pick up some more uh, supplies. Indeed, we should. Speaking of food, is our uh, we're running a little low back there. So, um, as I mentioned, the overall layout of this city is like a series of larger circles, almost like a, like a tree. Um, and then the very, I suppose only really L would know this, but L, you would be familiar that the very center of the town, um, the innermost ring is where a lot of the, like, you know, the Capitol building and, and the Justice Departments, like those sort of infrastructures. Uh -huh. reside there and there is has been and always uh, has been for over a hundred years a large opening to water in the middle of town that's maybe a hundred <laughs> feet wide hmm. um, 
and and theoretically if you were to drop down from there you'd go directly to the middle of the of the that's like supposed to be right in the middle of the lake oh interesting which is where you guys are supposed to go gosh wow. okay cool you guys were told this uh yes of course and we all remembered yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i remember i was about to uh -huh. say the same thing yep mm -hmm. just got to before me it's yes. lucky cool. Yeah. You all passed the tests. <laughs> I Yay. love the dragon so much. <laughs> <laughs> Figure what well, I suppose food. Is... Shit down. <laughs> suppose food is first on the agenda. Please. Um, well, where could we go uh, for a bite here? Is it first on the agenda? Like maybe we could buy some like street food and eat it on the way. <laughs> like maybe a drive-through. Uh, remember, there... remember, there's all those guys with the black medallions that are trying to kill us, and our friend's been kidnapped, and I'm pretty sure they're torturing him as we speak. And we told him we'd rescue him, but you know, yes, it'd yes, be yes, shitty but... if we were, you know, eating while he was dying. Anyways, whatever you guys want to eat, I'm fine. Is there a an a Delverde equivalent to kebabs? Because we could so go for a street kebab. Listen, gentlemen, I appreciate your concern for the timing that it's going to take us, but I know some very fine establishments that can get us in and out the door very quickly and have amazing I food, food which I haven't eaten in eight months. We're going to go there. Uh, all right, man, that's uh, fine. I kind of agree with Boomer. That, that was a very compelling argument. We're in I agree days. with the guy. I'm, I'm, I'm with the but, guy who's from this town personally. But, but delicious delicacies and and, and I'm saying I'm with you, Al. Al, if you can get us in and out as fast as any other place, let's go. Get it quick, and we really need to go. You know, like Boomer said, rescue our friend that's being tortured. Okay. I mean, All if right. you can get We're... us in and out, that's fine. Let's let's go. Where can we? Where can we go? Uh, Turkan, El tries to think of. Give me a scale of one to ten. From fancy is ten, and uh, like, like borderline slop is is one. How fancy are you trying to go? Oh man, he's he's gonna do his best to to acquiesce to his friend's sensibilities, but he's not going below a five. So <laughs> six. Yeah. Alright, so you remember, you, you, you know that you're on the south side, you sort of recognize that some of the buildings have changed, names and paint jobs are fresh or not fresh, uh, but you know your way around this town like you always have. Mm -hmm. So you know you need to go in a few rings, uh, and then heading north side, there's a sort of like a, a place that, that their whole their whole shtick is um, the guy who made, who, who like started the restaurant had this really nice dish on the first day and it fell into the into the lake underneath and he was like that cost three gold to make and said you know what everything's going inside of loaves of bread so everything that they sell there is basically a meal inside of a bun so even if you drop it into the lake it'll float entrepreneurship he's he's giving the whole team 
this this blow by blow yeah. as they're walking towards it. It's that kind of spirit that drives the mercantile city of Delver Day. You won't find another place like it on Earth, on whatever the name of this planet is. So you guys arrived at a place that's cutely named. It's like Floatsome, but it's like the like the word bun is put in there somewhere. <laughs> like I, I don't I, I didn't I didn't I'm thinking this up on the spot, so I really couldn't like come up with a good way to put it. But it's like you read it and you're like, is that supposed to be Floatsome? But like with the word bun in it? Yeah, there you but go. Like loaf in the middle of it. Oh yeah, yeah, lo, lo, loaf sam. Uh, there you go. <laughs> we'll workshop it. Yes. So, <clears throat> so yeah, you guys go in there and. Uh, you guys can pretty much order any regular food, but it would be, you know, subsequently stuffed into, like, a bread bowl or or a loaf of bread somehow. And it's, uh, let's see, if all... Oh, by the way, the B team has offered to stay with the cart. Perfect. We'll bring them back at something. We do, they have like, do they have, like, a nice chowder in a bowl, in a bread bowl? You bet. Oh, I'm about it. That's what I'm getting. That's what I order. Okay. I'm putting my order in now. Uh, is this a Pepsi or Coke establishment? <laughs> um, you mean, is this an ale or a meat establishment? Which one's the Coke equivalent of, of, mailer, uh, or of ale or mead? I made this world, and I'm not going to answer that question. Well, it all depends, because if it's a Pepsi establishment, I can't be here and I have to leave. Right, but you're asking me to say which of ale, of ale or mead is Coke or Pepsi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to do that. No, damn. Okay. I'm going well, to add that divisiveness to this fantasy world. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> I'll take one of both. Wait, is it, a, is it ale or mead? I'm hoping it's mead. It's a mead establishment. Hell yeah! I'll take a mead with my chowder. Alright, so you guys get your meals, uh, and the nice added bonus of them being inside of, you know, loaves of bread, or in bread bowls, is that they're quite portable. So the food is rather rather fine. Anyone who ate, by the way, throw in three silver for it. Nah, uh, LPs. Okay, so it's, what, 15 silver? A golden sure. half? Sure. So yeah, you guys have your meals, and they're absolutely delicious. Um, the there's a, a an added touch that the bottom of the the bread bowls are a little charred, so that they're they're sturdy. So they're not terribly palatable, but they hold up to the chowder. Yeah. I'm just saying. Has anyone had like a bread bowl with soup in it? That's the worst yes. shit in the world. Yeah. Where there's like yeah. a leak in the bottom. What the fuck? I don't say. Agree. Agree. I'm trying to fucking call out Panera right now, but I'm kind of <laughs> calling out Panera. No, Just... agreed. Their their bread is soft, like they're the people that work there. I mean, I heard that as a call out of the Maryland Renaissance Festival. Also that. Locating yeah. myself right there. Yeah. Spoilers. This this podcast is entirely based in in uh, Maryland and Pennsylvania. Yeah. Not. I mean, if you listen to the other campaign. The Chesapeake that that didn't throw it off. Right, <laughs> right, right. True, true. By yeah. by the way, shout out to my boy Nolos. Nalos. Nalos, that's my dude. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out. All right. Um. So okay, you guys get your food, and uh, and return to the caravan where uh, Murdoch is sort of 
very clearly like mean mugging this um I don't want to say town guard but I suppose to to the rest of the party he would look like a town guard um he's dressed in full attire uh and and regalia um but L you would you'd be like that's not a town guard that's that person's just fancy dressed uh-huh probably like some upstart trying to get you know, into the into the into the town guard ship. Yeah, walks yeah, around yeah. in armor all damn day to look fancy. L gives him the appropriate amount of snobbish nose look down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so he sort of Murdoch sort of turns to you all and points to him. Un, like he gives him the point where like his fingers or his his the back of his hand is to the earth. You know what I'm talking about? Like that kind of gesture. Uh huh. So sort of to be even more dismissive. Uh-huh. It's like he started to throw him a gut punch and then just pointed at him. <laughs> like, this guy says we can't be here anymore. Says that we're clawed in the roads. And he sort of looks both directions. And as you all do the same, you see there's no one coming or going. Um, L turns to the man and, like, turns on the noble a little bit. And just like steps up to him and says, uh, "Sir, I think you are mistaken." Uh, he turns to you and and with absolute no resolve, lost, shoulders straight, as disciplined as a cadet on the first day of basic. Uh, he goes, "Private Richter, a applicant to the great. M Who are you?" Ugh. Look, we're just here for a time. It won't hurt you at all to overlook us. We promise we'll be in and out before you've known anything, and it's not worth your trouble. Sort of gives you a sneer. Um, he's half-elf like you. Um, uh -huh. And he sort of gives you like a, like a, like a side-eye or like a squint and goes, What house are you from? No one speaks to me with that kind of attitude. You know, you must know who I am. Does Al know who the fuck this guy is? Absolutely not. Right. <clears throat> um, Garen would be walking towards L while this is going down. L notices that you're approaching and he, like, sort of gestures you down a little bit. And before you get within earshot, he looks around and makes sure that the, de the street is indeed empty. And then leans into this guy's ear and says, listen, you wouldn't want to annoy the Lexicondrius family. His already well-achieved body stature, like, despite being quite disciplined and, like, a little huff and puff in his arms, but his shoulders have been straight this entire time. Uh, and bear in mind, Murdoch stands, like, a foot and a half above him. Uh, but to the words of your family name, he freezes. And sort of takes a step back and bows his head a couple of times. Of course, of course, I'm very sorry, uh, young master. My apologies to you and your friends, and I'm sure that you're just here for a, a very short amount of time, and it would, of course, be no, no problem whatsoever. Uh, my pardons, and he immediately scurries. L almost shouts after him, like, keep it under your hat, but he holds himself back and says to Geheran, that was maybe unwise. We should be about our business. It's, um, 
it's lost on L, but not lost on me that L spent his first hour in one of his old haunts. Yep. Um, as Garen turns back to the card, he looks at L and says, I could have cleared him off the street. No, trust me, that approach wouldn't have helped here. This place is about stature, soft power. That concept I mean, looks totally foreign. I mean, I could turn them into soft people with my gun, if you want me to. Just squishy piles <laughs> on the ground. That is approximately the opposite of soft power, but I appreciate the suggestion. You said soft power, and, I, and just like, I vision, I could see the street, and Geheron just like looked at his muscles. <laughs> and, had like an, and had like an existential crisis like there's more than one kind of power like he just looks at his hands <laughs> who am I <laughs> I guess I've only ever been hard power <laughs> hard body sorry just, I don't mean to impose that on your character it's just like... no it's basically exactly what just happened it's like are you talking about? It's like someone reading the Eldritch Truth. It's just like there are more layers to reality. Ah! No, you just open the arc in front of my boy. Yeah. Yep. Your face melts. Okay, so Murdoch sort of looks and gives you a nod, L, and sort of steps into the caravan again. Well, I suppose we should be moseying then. Yeah, let's um. Now that we are well-fed, though not yet provisioned, let's go ahead and... Oh, I assume we brought, we brought food back for the, for the yeah. B-team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's like make our way towards the city center. I do like how we've become comfortable in referring to them as the B-team. Because <laughs> I don't I think like... it's dismissive. Like, I don't think that you guys don't care about these characters. Yeah. Uh, um, it's, just, it's just like what they are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm the one with the jawbone from a giant ice centipede. It's true. Mm -hmm. That's uh, 18 material right there. It's true. the it's the party mascot now. I put a cannon on top of the cart. What did that's they true. do? Uh, They've got a dog. I mean, okay, first of all, Rudder is a fucking top-tier doggo. I know. He's no, probably the correct. And I would like to draft him into the, the A-team <laughs> sooner or later. <laughs> One of us has to take a couple levels of ranger, goddammit. So. <laughs> Alright, um... Get proficiency in animal handling. Get that doggo on our side. Don't think that's how that works. I just I just like the concept where, like, it's it's like picking teams. Like, <laughs> Alright, B-team, you guys have put in a lot of good work. We recognize your prowess. I think it's time for one of you guys to join the main party. Uh, and we thought really hard about this, but you know what? It was unanimous. Everyone voted for Rudder. Get in here, boy. And everyone collapse. And, and Chesto, Chesto cries. <laughs> All right, so. Rudder, the next campaign, Rudder and me. Oh, hell yeah. So, so you guys get back onto the carriage, and uh, there's nothing particularly. Um, odd about this except for Gaharan's perspective because as he um, sort of sits down and like you know gets his hands on the armrests and you know pats his butt down a couple of times make sure he's going to be comfy for the little ride 
ahead and sort of grabs the reins and then looks up and realizes that there's someone sitting right next to him. That smells Ye faintly of lavender and well-laundered clothes. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> but louder. Whoa. <laughs> Uh, you take in the, the, the scope of this being that you hadn't recognized yet, and uh, you realize it is a quite uh, elder-looking um, man. Very well-furnished, well but every hair on his head and on his face is white or close to it. Um, if you had to ballpark, he's, he's, he's some manner of elf, maybe a half-elf. You're, you're not terribly sure. Um and uh, and he sort of puts his finger up to his lips and produces a small notebook from one of his uh, pouches or one of, one of his pockets on his uh, vest. You recognize that he is very finely dressed in black on black on silver, uh, but servant's attire. And he sort of produces a small notebook and pulls out a uh, stick of charcoal to write in it. And he writes... Please be quiet and do not alert your friends to my presence. And he even like puts in proper grammar, like comma. There is the first business for you to know, and that is that I mean you absolutely no harm. Period. In fact, the opposite. I mean to be of great assistance to you, for in your charge is the young master of the house for which I serve. Um. Garen kind of just looks at him a little uh, befuddled. But he does keep his mouth shut, but he's squinting very hard. <laughs> he continues. You may know me as Elbrin. I was one of the essential members to helping your friend and the young master of the house for which I serve escape the city that he probably considers a prison. Comma, a prison that he has chosen for some reason to return to period. Mm. Can you tell me why? Question mark. And he sort of like puts the charcoal inside the small notebook and hands it to you. Um, Garen looks at it and writes. And as you take it, he sort of takes the reins and starts to um, kick the, the, the spiders to mobility. Um, Aid for our journey, he writes in not very neat handwriting. Uh, Elbrin sort of reads over it and gives you a smile and, and a nod and says, I can help you with provisions, but unfortunately, I will be doing these things at quite the detriment to no one but the young master. Period. You see, for the good lady of the house, comma, his mother, period, Oh, sorry, comma. I have been sworn and commanded to bring him to her should he re-enter the city limits. Period. Um, Garen would write down on that there notepad, uh, well, I don't want any harm to come to my friend. I, what would you have us do? He uh, responds in, in turn. Is harm? No, not of any physical sort or mental. Perhaps emotional, period. 
That's the worst kind. What I will ask of you all is to let me lead your car your cart to the destination that I have been instructed to lead you to, which is close but not perfectly to where I expect you might be heading. Period. You are heading to the center of town, correct? Question mark. He would nod. He goes, brilliant, comma. We will be taking you just shy of there, so your friends will not suspect a thing. In fact, even the young master will not recognize that we are off course until it is unfortunately, unfortunately, far too late. Garen nods once more, hoping this doesn't come back to bite him in the butt. But if you can't trust an old man who showed up on your cart and wearing black and silver, who can you trust? Right. The most Jeeves of all Jeeves. Right. <laughs> so he sort of feels like the dialogue between the two of you has uh, resolved itself, and he sort of tucks his writing utensils away and into his vest pocket again and buttons his overlayer uh, and sort of hands you the reins and gestures for you to lead on and gives you a couple directions as you go. Young Garen would aptly follow the man's instructions. Okay. Whistling softly, almost nonchalantly. <laughs> uh, Boomer. <laughs> Boomer. Hello. Give me an insight check. Oh, God. What's my insight? It's wisdom based. <laughs> Alright. That's an 11. Okay. No, never mind then. My insight's terrible. Um, allow me to ask you this then. Um, yeah. I went with insight, but to detect the difference in the caravan outside of the caravan would you consider mm -hmm. that an insight check what would you what would you call that oh yeah that'd be insight okay, like or, or it, would it, it be insight or maybe perception i don't know just insight is like more human things perception is outside stuff sometimes i don't know let, i'm glad we went with let's put it this either, way if you're either inside, of them are terrible it's okay. the same rule for either of them okay, so great. it doesn't matter great no then i won't worry about any further yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have a, a neg one to my wisdom modifier, so... Alright. So, you guys travel for probably about a half hour or less. Um, and, uh, I don't know, Paluvio, are you are, are you looking out the windows at all, or are you trying to keep a low profile by not doing that? Um... Yeah, he probably is. I mean, he figures nobody's gonna just... Well, he's probably... Looking at the windows carefully. So maybe not like super observant. Well, then uh, you're going to notice that, you know, you're, you're nearing the center of town. But uh, you're, you, there's a distinct difference between the main roads that lead, you know, in and out of the different rings. And then the side channels that sort of go circular around the city. Um, and so you see that you turn off of the main road. And then you see a series of boards that you remember dancing around on when you were but a child. And then you see 
the borders of your family's property. This is... And the cart stops. This is panic-inducing. Why does it always have to be this way? Why? Why? What's wrong, old boy? He bangs. He doesn't reply to Boomer. He just bangs on the top of the of the cart and shouts at uh, Arn. What's your character name? Gaharan. Gaharan, thank you. Where are we, Gaharan? This is not the center of the town. Uh, I'm sorry, an old man with a mustache told me this was the best for you. God damn The door to the caravan is going to open, and deeply bowing before you, before the entrance or the exit, is uh, Elberin, who raises his face up but continues his bow quite low and says, Welcome home, young master. Your mother awaits. She... She sent for me. Does she know I'm here? He shakes his head twice. He goes, I was under instruction to, after my permits to allow you to leave, I was put to task, sir, to ensure that should you return, you be brought swiftly to her presence. I, 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 Elle sits down really hard. I can't, I can't see her. Can't be here. You should be glad to have a mother, Garen says as he hops off the cart. I forgot mine for several months. It's almost a good point, but you don't know my mother. I think we're about to. (laughs) (laughs) Boomer's going to hop off the cart and go up next to Garen and be like, pull him down. Just like grab his wrist and try to pull him down a little closer. Like, hey, man, do you you trust every dude with a mustache? (laughs) Because if so... Like, we're going to have to, like, switch up people who drive the cart. On like, a scale I can't from trust 1 to 10, how great is this guy's mustache? Um, it's definitely waxed, and you would be, you'd bet your fucking last Electrum that he conditions and shampoos it every time he washes. Garen motions to example A. No, I, I see his mustache, but, like, he can't. We can't be, like, stopping for every man with a good mustache. I mean, look at this place. I saw, like, five good mustaches on the way down. He said it was for Elle's good, and maybe Elle's just got to, you know, has some hurdles he's got to get over. All right, you guys go ahead and continue to RP this little bit. I got to go grab the the guest. Uh, Mm. Is is this about the soft power thing? Is is that what it is? (laughs) Mustache being soft power? Is this soft power? No, that's not soft power. I, I actually have a qu- question about that. Garen, what, soft power? Yeah. Is this a, an example of how soft power is superior to hard power? I don't know. <laughs> Garen's psyche takes on the physical manifestation of a mirror that cracks. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of damage. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... I'm genuinely curious. I'm, I'm confused at this whole soft power thing. Mercenaries don't have it. Alright, so soft power, L's words and his prestige. Hard power when Geheron punches through brick walls. So the mustache is a hybrid of the two? No. It's soft power. 
I'm not convinced yet. Okay, I'm gonna pull out. I'm gonna turn half of the cart into a chalkboard. I'm gonna start making a graph. <laughs> of course, that exists. Right. <laughs> All right. So, are you guys leaving the cart, or is uh, L being stubborn? Um, L, after a few minutes of internal muttering, um, visibly steals himself and then and then gets up and walks slightly shakily out and towards where he knows he will find his mother. Would it help if I held your hand? No, it would not. Thank you. It would not help. Hey. You could introduce me to your mother. That's... Hey, mm. hey old boy, we, we got your back, no matter what. I mean, if we gotta, you know, blow our way out of here, we will. Yeah. Your man's servant. Your hair doesn't Love come across with as many more mustaches. mustaches. Look, you know what? He said it was for his own good. So yeah. you guys sort of pile out. Are we yeah, done getting? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're out of the cart. I'm out is, of the cart. Is Boomer done explaining soft power to me on the chalkboard? Y- yes, you're you're never gonna get it. So he's done talking to you. Uh, all right, then yeah, I'll go too. All right, so uh, Elberin sort of gives L a single expression of "I am terribly sorry," but you know how she gets. Um, and leads you all to the front gate of uh, the the property, and standing above the the short case of stairs that leads into the rather fine mansion is, uh, and then. All right, so standing there is a very tall, very old-looking uh, elven woman. Standing there, just kind of hand on a hip, looking at the party as they come up, and taking them all, all in, nodding. Then locks eyes with Polluvial, just says, Polluvial Vanya, you are late. I expected you weeks ago. Then she's going to look at, at Elbrin and go, uh, she's going to look at Elbrin and go, so which one of us was closer on when he ended up needing to come back to us? I believe I was down for about two weeks ago, yes? What were you at? Uh, I, w- I have, again, overshot as always, good lady. You were naturally far more on point. Well, I do know my son quite well. So she's going to look at him and go, You look skinny and your hair's gotten too long. Come in, come in, let me fix that. L looks like he's been pulled up by the nap of his neck and he is drawn inside. Maybe I did make a mistake. <laughs> so uh, the, the elven yes, woman did. sort of retreats into the um, opened doors that are held open as she passes through and Elbrin sort of takes up the rear behind the party. The B team um, does not want to go in there. And they 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 sternly guard the cart. Uh, they, they get the good jobs. They should. Uh, they get the can, underwritten jobs. Can I talk <laughs> to uh, Elberon? Yes. Uh, so Slate approaches Elberon and says, "So uh, that's El's mother." You may please know her by her proper name, or at the very least, the Lady of House Lexicondrius. Yeah. So that's the lady of House Lexicondrius. I have one very important question. It might be the most paramount thing of this entire adventure, Elbron. 
Your mind, Master Dwarf. Does Elle have any sisters? <laughs> Wrong. Uh, That's a single better. hair of his left brow twitches. Uh, he stamps a foot onto one of the boards that make up the foundation of the city and it whaps you in the testicles. Uh, Slick <laughs> goes down. Uh, we're not gonna roll a con check on that. That's his. Uh, that's his livelihood. He takes it and falls. Uh, El, uh, Elberon sort of kneels down and dusts your sh shoulders almost comedically and goes, "Master Dwarf, I mean you no ill will, but if really, but if, <laughs> really, but if you attempt any such measure with any lady of the house Lexicondrius while I draw breath and they are not." Visibly interested. You will know wrath by a new definition. So what you're saying is one shot and done. He pulls you up and continues to fake dust you off and goes, let us not even bother with the first shot. Yes. Uh, I humbly request uh, to for you to forgive me. Uh, I did not realize where I was at. I lost myself for a moment. He shakes his head. No transgression known nor to forget. And he sort of gestures for you to enter. Please, the good lady of the house is expecting all of you. And Slay follows. All right, I feel so like we will... should put on our uh, rings, boys. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Valen's gonna put his ring on. Yeah, we all put our rings on. Except for, except for uh, Slay. Who doesn't have one? Ha 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 ha. Alright, so you all uh, enter the house. Uh, Elle already knows where she's, where she is and uh, where she, they're expecting to attend to. The tea room. The second door on the left in the main hall. And there, behind an open door, sits the same elven woman uh, at a relatively sizable table set with uh, a set of tea for each member of the party, including herself, except for Pluvial, for which she has set out a, uh, a, um, a setting of his favorite tea when he was a boy with milk in it. Um, my lady, would you mind if I would, uh, if I could put a little bit of, uh, imbibement in my tea? Would that bother you at all? El doesn't bother looking ashamed for his friend's actions. A little bit of hooch? Uh, she, she's going to kind of smile to herself and say, Fine with me. Uh, no. No. Okay. Uh, uh say, for all I know, uh, Ilbrin could have been imbibing all of these cups, or could have been pouring inhibitions into all of these cups already. Ah. And oh, that, well. she's going to just take take a big sip and gesture and say, "Come in, come in. I want to see who my son has been gallivanting about with." Elle goes a little pale. Karen marches in, feeling like the cock of the walk, <laughs> with a big uh, grin on his face. So, and... for the for the benefit of the the guest, can you go ahead and briefly describe your characters, like in one sentence? Also, for the listeners, I mean, you guys have been through a lot. So maybe you have changed in appearance in some way. 
Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, yeah. The uh, incredibly tall, well-muscled dragon walks in. Um, wearing... Dragonborn. He's pretty dragony. be like a dragon walks into the room <laughs> says what's the deal with airline food <laughs> <laughs> no uh, I'm a dragon now I am Spartacus um, thanks to the effects of his wonderful ring um, he's dressed in what could only be described as incredibly fancy dress blues um, nice gold trimmed epaulettes that are uh almost pearl-lined, and uh, bright, shiny golden buttons all the way down to his waist. Um, he's what you would describe as someone who's broad, uh, in a word. And he looks like he could handle himself. And he does that cool uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh, cufflink twist as he walks in and gets comfortable. Um, Valen, with his ring on, is wearing a, uh, well, he's a, he's a drow, uh, with shock white hair, um, down to about his shoulder. Uh, he's, with his ring on, he's wearing a d- dark red, um, like, very nice nobleman-type jacket, trimmed in silver, with shiny black boots on. Oh, he's also missing an arm. Um, did Boomer make the actual arm for him yet, or is he still rocking the cone? Uh, yeah, you still got the cone, bud. The okay. hand's gonna so take he, a little bit longer. I can't just make yeah. a hand overnight. Damn. Well, I don't know. So, uh, so his his left arm is missing, um, and from about the elbow down, there is a, a metal cone uh, attachment. That is on there that kind of replaces where his forearm should be. Cool. Uh, Boomer is a uh, middle-aged gnome uh, with a long beard and like a lightning bolt kind of uh, scar across the right side of his face. Uh, with his ring on, he's wearing a like a uh, copper. A white uh, button-up shirt, a copper vest, and a copper overcoat, and, he, and you know pants and shoes and stuff like that. And uh, it looks like he has a little bit of copper dust in his beard. And he's got like this Ghostbuster backpack shotgun thing attached to him. But in fancy clothes. But in fancy clothes, yeah, of course. Why not? Yeah. And then, uh, so slate is. A dwarf that has well-tanned skin, a very short white beard. Uh, His clothes are uh, road leathers that are dyed blue and white with dwarven insignia uh, to represent the rust dwarves and the smithing uh, nature of their culture. And his uh, road leathers also have a blue hood with silver lining on it. That's about it. Are you wearing your fancy ring? Or ring of no. L has long ago decided to 
has learned that he cannot deceive his mother. Um, he's L is a little bit aged from where he uh, was eight to ten months ago. He's he's no longer quite as dapper, but the sort of fanciful nature of his attire is replaced by a hardened, road-weary edge. So his clothes look a little more worn, but sort of worn in, and like they fit him a bit better. He doesn't smell quite so strongly of fragrance. Spices, uh, fragrances, now he smells more like road dust and saddle leather. And uh, he's definitely not quite the same person that he was, but he's quickly regressing back to it the longer he stays in the city, and in particular this house. Uh, which is the Elle's mother, uh, going to gesture to everybody you know, to again, please come in, sit down. We have provisions for you. Uh, I can have Ilbrin draw up hot baths for all of you to wash away your your uh, weariness from the road. Hmm. Well, that works. Yeah, yeah, I'll come and sit down and stuff. Right, uh, so then Fieral's going to she's going to take Elle's hand in hers and kind of feel it and go oh Pluvial you've gotten <laughs> calluses tell me about your, your trip where have you been what have you done we uh, uh what hasn't he done he sputters uh, we've uh, not it's, it's really not much We've been around to uh, the four continents, and uh, there was business with the crystals. It's, it's uh, almost it's almost done. She's going to lean in a little bit uh, when he, he says that and kind of cock one eyebrow up and go, you know, I had been meaning to, to talk to you about that. I believe that I can help you. Elle gives her a very quizzical look and says... Um, help me how, help, help us how? To get to places where you need to get to with far less bureaucratic things standing in your way. He looks for some reason downcast at this news and says, yes, of course, I'll be in your favor. She's going to nod and say, well, you do know me quite well, my son. I will be needing something in return. Just a small favor, of course, for this you know, not quite so small task I plan on, on helping you with, as is often the case. He um, looks at the rest of the party and sort of gives them a wan smile and says, anything you would like, mother? Oh, good. I need some people to not be where they are anymore. He looks surprised and says, uh, uh, yes, of course. We, uh, any, any, anything, anyone, anything. Like, like, do you want them, like, gone from the city or gone from this existence? The difference is critical. 
So Elle stares daggers at the two of them who just spoke and said, either is fine. She gets into the details at this point. Um, apparently, the eldest of the servant force for the family, Elbrin, his cousin was kidnapped a week ago. And despite having some of the best connections that you can have in this city, uh, the cousin has been elusive to reacquire. And some recent information that came in yesterday morning dictates a potential two places that he could be held. uh, And he seems to be being prepared to be inoculated and indoctrinated into some manner of cult. Hmm. Well, I mean, I can get behind that kind of rescue. Goddamn snake cults. <laughs> it's this made-up god, Bacchus. Hey, 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 hey. Not made up. Hell's a changed man. Found religion. <laughs> um... Uh, well, madame, where exactly are these two places within the city so we can go with haste to rescue said person? Uh, she's going to gesture over to Elbrin and say, uh, he, he knows where everything is. I don't keep such small matters in my own head. I have bigger things to attend to. Though you have fortunately caught me on a quite light day, so I can do whatever I can to help you, my dear, dear son. And she's going to just grip El's, uh, Pluvial's hand a little bit harder. Uh. Alright, fantastic. We appreciate that greatly. Also, um, quick thing. Uh, on the matter of your lovely son, El. He, Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. I, Pluvial. I, I apologize. I'm sorry. Uh, apologies. Um, Pluvial. Um, he will be accompanying us after said mission to finish what we have started. Correct. Oh, he can certainly accompany you at some time in in uh, the future days, but not right now. L looks apologetically at the rest of the group. She's, uh, you can see her kind of doing some calculations in her head. Her eyebrows kind of furrow a little bit. Uh, you actually kind of like write some numbers in the air and then goes, I think that in about perhaps 80 years, Pluvial will have matured enough to be ready to, to join you in your little adventures outside. 80 years. That doesn't work for us. Slate audibly laughs. A couple of people in our party could be no dead deal. by then. Yeah. Uh, we're wasting enough time doing this already. Uh, we need him as soon as we're done with this. We El need just, him during this. Yeah, El just I looks grim. And I am his mother, and I think that I get priority in who needs him. As I was the one who carried him and bore him. He will take care of my needs first, and then perhaps I will relinquish him to you. With all due respect, ma'am, your Maybe. needs aren't going to matter for much if there isn't a world to have needs in. We need him far worse than you need him. 
Yeah. She's going to turn to Polluvial and just kind of raise an eyebrow, not even needing to ask the question of, well, Polluvial, which would you prefer? L turns to the group and says, you, um, it's, it's been fun, but I think you should continue without me. He's just going to give him a little pat on the hand. Heck well, no. I completely understand. Could we speak to your son just real quick, just like over here real quick, just so maybe I can give him a hug goodbye just real quick? Just real quick. There'll be time for that. Right now we're, we have matters to discuss. As you said, time is of the utmost importance right now. Yeah, and I don't think I'm going to be able to get the job done with it without giving my good friend L a hug over here. She's just going to nod her head once shortly and continue uh, discussing. Alright, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to psychically tell everybody once L gets over here, I'm going to flip the table and we scatter. <laughs> Can I tell? Okay. I forgot that we have a psychic telepathy ability, don't we? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Mantis, psychic monk. Tele- Mantis monk. So, El, why don't you come here? Excuse me, sir. I believe that I yes. already corrected you once. Oh, man. Oh, you're right. Apologies. Again, again, he gives you a very apologetic look. Now, to help perhaps ease the blow of losing uh, your companion in Pluvial, I'm, I can give you some things to help your journey going forward. You know, Pluvial's looking a little little hungry these days, so mayhaps I can leave you with some, some wonderful food and lunches and dinners to go in the future. I'm sure my chefs can wick, whip up something portable and uh, utterly delicious for the road. Uh, Valen's going to throw his hands in the air and say, you're willing to trade food. You're offering food for one of our most valuable compatriots? I'm this sure is what's I can no, it's unacceptable. Or perhaps mounts, maybe some, some magic. Uh, I have a whole, whole big building here just filled with stuff that I can let you, you look through, perhaps. Of course. Pay us off. A life for material. That's how you operate. That's how all of you operate. Is this that soft power you, thing happening? Of course, <laughs> as a noble, would put the entire world behind your wants and needs. Her the entire like, oh, existence. That? And she's just going to look at you and say, do I need to remove you from my tea room? I don't plan on calming down. So if you would like to, feel free, but not before I say my piece, we joined the coalition to save this earth. Some of us have to pay for things. Some of us have to make up amends. Some of us just did it out of straight up nobility. But he joined. He made a promise to this earth, and you are forcing him to break it. And you are doing him promise? and this earth a disservice. The entire world will die because of your noble selfishness. What about the promise he made to me when his silly human father just upped and died on me? He told me that he would be there for me. And he is not, and he, and he has left. L he will be there tortured. for you. I mean, he saving will be the there world's for coming. you more than anything. 
by giving you a world to care for him in. Ella's trapped in a glass box of emotion. So he will break his mother's heart instead of break, or uh, he will rather break his mother's heart than break the world. Sounds like a good deal to me. I think this is about to get messy. L uh, <laughs> steps in and says, Found Des, I, I thank you. These are very kind words, and I appreciate everything that you're saying and doing, but I have a duty to my mother, and I believe in my heart that you all can continue without me. You signed a contract. I... Did. Don't think noble houses who uh, break contracts stay relevant for very long. Especially with the great dragon. Paluvia. Yeah, there was a wyvern and everything. L suddenly looks a little bit hopeful and turns to his mother and says, he's actually correct. I did sign a contract with a greater dragon. I care not about silly, small contracts like that. I care about the things that are important to me, uh, you know, and to my family and to this house. So, I have listened to you and to your friends. I will permit you to leave here. You may go help Elbrin and his cousin. We will discuss more after that is taken care of, whether you may go forth and help save the world or whether you will need to continue to stay here with me. Bill's Adam's apple, Bob's like a jackhammer. He says, okay, yes, yes, um, as you wish. Good. We shall, I don't want, yeah. I don't want you to die on me like your father did. Of course not, mother. I would never, I would never. He's got me in front of him. I have my trusty companions to rely upon. What harm could... And he sort of looks over you all. He says, I'll be careful. <laughs> it's like a start the cart. Looks at them. Looks at Valandessa's hand. Looks at, looks at Boomer. Looks at his face. I'll be careful, Mom. <laughs> uh, and at that, so she'll, she will turn. Uh, or I suppose she'll, she'll stand up for the first time. I got the feeling that as the conversation heated on that the majority of you probably stood up from the table. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Okay. For the first point, she will stand up and sort of turn and leave the room. As she does, you all realize that she walks through a membrane of magic, magical energy and the force cage that was locking this room dissipates. What? Oh, hell. Elle deflates into a chair. Uh, the door behind her slams, even though it's a sliding door. Oh, no. Hey, so I'm kind of really sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Geheran, the next no, this time was, a, this was a good encounter with her. You don't understand. She seems like a nice lady. I'm not I mean, locked in my room for two years. This was amazing. Wait, wait, wait. She locked you in your room for two years? Only twice. Look, it's all right. We should leave now. Wait, wait. Before we go, is there, like, someone we can, like, contact? Like, the Department of Social Services or My something? My room was the size of your house and yard. It's not really a big deal. We should leave. I didn't, I didn't have a yard. 
Uh, right. Let's let's go, and then we can figure out how to kill El's mom later. We're not oh killing, Jesus! We're not killing. Is them. the as as they leave, he keeps insisting that they're not killing his mom. Is the manservant well, still there? Uh, he is standing uh, ready for you all at the front door. You have genuinely and one hundred percent shaken my trust of mustaches. <laughs> I say that with full authority. Uh, he sort of. <laughs> begins to, to smile, thinking you're, that you're in jest, recognizing your seriousness. He sort of uh, conducts himself no. and, yeah. and uh, goes, I'm terribly sorry. I do not know that I had a recourse. <laughs> Everything about today has just ruined Garen's worldview. Soft power, <laughs> mustaches, all of it. <laughs> you guys have experienced mind-warping demons and beasts that sunder you at the soul but minor like <laughs> social boundaries is what breaks Gaharan. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's all like the toad and the scorpion, the demons and stuff. I suppose you're like, right. This is like you can't trust someone who looks like Tom Selleck who can you trust. Wow. Uh. All right. Well then. So, uh, Elbrin sort of gestures to your cart and goes, I will lead you to the two possible locations. Yeah, let's do this. And also, El, you're not going back inside that house. I may have to if she makes a point of it. I disagree. I'll distract her. I'll buy you time. We'll, we'll come to that when we come to it. I thank you all for your... I thank you all for your loyalty. Really, this means more than you know. With our psychic powers, I say we could fake your death. <laughs> That's, That's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Do we have another way of regarding your hands? And then El sort of shakes his head psychically and says, no, she would see through it. We would actually have to kill me. I mean... Can we bring him back? Yeah. How long do you have to... <laughs> Dead for. If you could can bring me back, she could bring me back. Oh. Uh, well, then how come she didn't bring your dad back? I mean, like, if that's the whole big gist of it. You get a choice. Never... Apparently, he chose not to. I don't know. She tried. Rough. Oh, man. No, I could see why he would choose not to come back. I mean, Jesus. Oh. I mean, whatever God's rule this world. That's my mother. Be careful. No, I get you, but she's a little... She's a little... She's a little brash. Yes. I'm going to name my next battle axe after her. I mean, she did lock you in your room for two years. I get it that it was a big room, but... Man, that, that kind of sucks. Explains a lot. Anyways, let's go get this old boy out of... Whatever he's in. Let's go fight Wait, bandits. wait, wait, wait. What kind of cult was it? He looks at the guy with the mustache. Elbrin sort of looks down, down at you and goes, uh, they had a perchant for black hammers. Oh, god damn it. You don't <laughs> say. Mm-hmm. Well. Garen's already holding his halberd. Alright, well, let's go <laughs> kill these fools. Two birds with one stone. Yeah, alright, well. Get in the cart. 
so you guys pile back into the cart, and uh, you guys um, uh, sort of travel s some ways across the city. It takes about an hour or so when you're uh, on one of the outer rings of the city. Um, in the back side of a fish market, there are several large warehouses. And, so, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, so do we go in with, as they're driving, Karen would say, so do we go in with fireballs, try and really just zazz it up? Elbrin sort of stays your hand, even though you're not raising it, uh, and says, if you go in there with that sort of brimstone, then you could very possibly damage the city in a great way. Damn it. Why exactly? I can afford it. He looks at you as if you're a barbarian. Well, I mean, who owns the warehouses? Is it your family's competitors? I mean, who knows? We could be doing you a favor. Perhaps favors for tomorrow, but you would be doing us almost a guaranteed economic war for the next two years. Well, yeah, that would be inconvenient. Okay, old-fashioned way. Cold in that warehouse. Does that, does that not alleviate the socioeconomic circumstances? It may, my friend. But what it won't do is potentially not kill innocents and do expensive and extensive damage to the city. True, I'm not all about that. Yeah, well, so we should probably sneak our way in there first? I... Is sneaking soft power? Uh, no. No. <laughs> Well, All if, right, uh, let's let's put it this way. Have... Uh, let's keep the fire magic down. Let's not burn anything. Anything that explodes, that's a no-go. Um, let's use a pre precision strike, go in, get the target, get out, uh, and we'll move on from there. How's that sound, boys? So I kick down the door, I go in, and you all follow me. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm not Felon's me. Gonna hold up, Felon's going to hold up a wand of invisibility and say, I'll go in, and then I'll come out and tell you all what's going on. I mean, Garen looks hurt that he doesn't get to kick down the door. Well, maybe we'll later. Send mm. my mole in. I mean, mole. That sounds a lot less dangerous than me walking in. What did we Is name it? the mole again? Mussolini. Mussolini. Yeah, yeah. I can send in Mussolini. And I like solid yeah. schnicked. I can I'll turn him invisible. Send him in. I can see through his eyes. You guys will just have to watch my body and make sure I don't die. Sounds good. I will hold you. Oh, fantastic. That's the plan. Yep. So, Valen's going to turn the turn Mussolini invisible. Alright. <laughs> Mussolini is invisible. Alright. Uh, are we near the... Uh... Yeah, you're right outside of it. It smells right. just like a fish warehouse. All right, Mussolini's going to, like, go through a window or something. Yeah, all right. So Mussolini climbs in, and your senses are bombarded with the stench of fish. Uh, there seems to be a, a, a fair amount of laborers either, you know, laboring over fish stocks, whether they're putting them in or out of crates or – Dividing them into different shipments or butchering them to be sold to the market. 
there's all manner of, of work being going on. Uh, what you notice is that there is a large cloth-drawn threshold that has a strong smell that almost overpowers the fish. He's Mussolini is going to make his way over there. And I As can... uh, Mussolini makes his way through there, you see that you be immediately transition from uh, a, a, a fishery to what can best be described as an opium den. Drugs. The majority of the people in there are laid out, half-naked people that seem to be drunk or otherwise out of their brains laying all over the floor. And uh, the occasional one is being doted on by a sort of uh, scarred individual wearing a medallion of a black hammer. And he seems to be sizing up people in different states of disarray and systematically finding strong-looking ones and placing medallions on them. Okay, okay, at that, I'm going to phase out of Mussolini, and I'm like, all right, there's a guy in there with the medallions putting them on messed up people who have no other choice. We need to get in there and stop them now. All right, let's do it. So do we go with my plan? Yeah, kick down so. the door. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Uh, Garen's going to kick down that door. All right. Um, do you kick down the door into the fishery, or do you take the door that Mussolini told you about that le- would lead you directly into there that is definitely locked, but would probably take, you know, a strength check to find out how locked it is? Oh, yeah, we're going to go with that one. All right. Give me a strength check to see how just, like, unabashedly you bash this door. Oh, Let's wait, go. before we do this, uh, 20. What? Remember, you can use the uh, the Discord bot. Oh. Um, if if he's about to kick down the door and it matters, L goes ahead and casts uh, Enhance Ability Strength on him. All right, so he has advantage on strength checks? Yeah. All right. So your bustling strength is even thoroughly fervored with uh, L's magic. Oh, my. That's what I get for trying to use a computer. What did you get? You get advantage. Yeah. You can roll Same. one more time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, better. better. Yeah, the door had a padlock on the inside for sure, but uh, your foot with a lot of oomph uh, still throws that door off of its hinges. And you are all sort of treated to the view that Mussolini had on a different perspective. Uh, Four drugged out uh, villagers sort of stand up with the medallions on their chest and surround the one guy who is heavily scarred and clothed in uh, like heavy robes. And he sort of yells, attack! And they lurch forward almost zombie-like towards the party. Roll initiative? Question mark? No. Oh. Just shout it out. Uh, Garen's gonna try and leg the boys with the blunt end of his halberd. 
instead uh, of kill, are these guys like just starting to turn, like not actually like a huge threat yet? I mean, they're mind controlled, but they're they're also drugged out of their mind, so you know their bodies are probably not super coherent. I'm gonna try and take out an ecap. Well, let someone else take an action since you just busted the door in. Oh, yeah. uh, can 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 Mussolini uh, um, uh, shock and grasp the the scarred guy? Yeah. Roll Hell it. yeah. Yeah, I'll use. So how do I use the hashtag with the? Uh, just just how, how you can see he typed it before it output it. I got you. Um. Valen is going to look at um, what all all of the zombies and cast fear. I uh, see. Hold on. What's the saving throw on that fear? Let me see. Wisdom saving throw. DC is fourteen. They all cower and run away in fear. <laughs> Fantastic. Toss, you gotta put a space between rolls. Oh, I see. I see. Jeez, did, Louise. Did we happen to see the cousin in that pack of dope people? Uh, not that you could tell. Alright. Uh, he might be around here somewhere, but he's not amongst these people. Are you serious? I rolled an eight. It's a, a, a one. Okay. Cool. Um,. Well, so no, he doesn't shock He's back. invisible, and you're attacking someone that can't see him, so you get an advantage. Cool. There you go. 23. Yeah, cool. Okay, go ahead and roll damage. You definitely hit that guy. I just imagine your little, like, flappy mole arm, like, whiffs. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> While uh, Tusk is rolling damage, uh, can I talk about my action? Yes, go ahead. We're going to try and cast Hold Person on him. Okay. DC uh, Wisdom saving throw. Uh, DC is 15. He fails. So, do you want to read the spell? He, uh, he's paralyzed, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's paralyzed. Can't move, can't take actions for up to one minute. Right. Alright, that's so a three. You, you shock him, he loses his reaction, he then gets paralyzed by whole person. <laughs> Jesus. Wow, we were efficient. Alright. So I assume you guys like just go in and like wrangle the medallions off of the affected afflicted? Yeah. Uh, without yes, touching them, yes. Carefully. I'm also gonna run up and the guy that so the guy that's paralyzed? I'm gonna throw him to the ground and kick him in the gut. You do that. He grunts and looks at you. Uh, he can speak, right? Uh, paralyzed for the duration. Uh, yeah, that's the only thing that he can do. Uh, I, I thought that I thought that he could, but I just want to make sure before I started taking liberties. Yeah, it just says he can't move or take actions or reactions. Right. So he's gonna say in a voice that seems foreign and guttural, "You won't save him." Zor. Uh, I'm gonna kick him again. He doesn't even <laughs> respond to it. He goes, uh, "You can't. He's mine." 
Who exactly is yours? Please tell me. Uh, he utter. Did you do you speak Abyssal? Uh, that's a hard no. Okay. I do. Your boy does. Do. Okay. Both of you guys make wisdom saving throws. Oh. <laughs> that's not good. Wait. Uh, um, is this a is this a magical effect? Real quick. It Kenny, is what? What? Why are you asking? Uh, cause I'm a gnome. I get advantage to on wisdoms that saving throws, wisdom, intelligence, and charisma. It, it is, but I don't want to. Oh, man, I can't spoil it by telling you why that's not gonna help. Um, okay. Yeah. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hide behind my DM shield and ask you to trust me. No, I trust you. Okay. Yeah. Let me roll it real quick. Uh, that's a a 14 for me. Oh, I rolled a 20. Hell yeah. Mm. Cool. L? Uh, sorry, I don't speak Abyssal. I'm still rolling a wisdom save. Oh, I thought you said you did. No, 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 no. It it's was just, uh, just the two of them. Okay. So you guys both pass. Oh, uh, no, I don't. Yep. What? I would, but I've got a I've, I've got a thing of comprehend languages that only works if I focus on the language. Right. So I don't. Gotcha. Um, that's why I thought. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you guys hear him say a word in abyssal, and it's 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 odd. It doesn't sound like regular abyssal. It almost sounds like a different dialect of abyssal. But the the word itself seems magical in in, in nature. It seems to have power. And it shakes you. Uh, it, it, it's almost impossible to kind of understand what the word was, but it just shudders you. It almost instills a like a fear of God in you for a second. Uh, Dracon? Yeah. Can you let me know when I can take another action? Uh, go ahead. Uh, I'd like to. Do I see like anybody's reaction to the word, or do I just hear him mutter it? Oh, he's like yelling it. He yelled it. Yeah, um, so whenever I'm allowed to take another action, I'm going to take rope out of my you know, bag and gag him and bind him before the spell ends. Okay. Okay, but before he gets a chance to, to, to tie him up, Valen hears Abyssal, realizes he tried to cast something on me in Abyssal, and gets real pissed off and kicks him square in the face. All right. Yeah. We're of the kicking while they're down school of fighting. I I, uh, we didn't we didn't get the word right. We couldn't figure out what it meant. Yeah, no, it seemed it, it, you can tell it's abyssal in nature, but it's far too foreign even within the realm of abyssal. Okay, cool. You're ready. Um. So, uh, you bind him, and you realize th that you can't remove the necklace from him while you're tying him up. It's embedded into his skin. What kind of necklace is it? Sorry? It's one of the um, hammer medallions. Well, we did discover that sending them to a different plane of existence removes it by force. Uh, L looks meaningfully at Slate. Uh, 
could you elaborate on what you're asking exactly? I'm okay with kicking him while he's paralyzed, but... If we're trying to get this necklace off of him, that spell you cast on the on the the, the lizard man, Furball, thank you, Furball, uh, seems to extract it with no muss or fuss. Yeah, but there's some intricacies to the spell that I should explain. Um, yeah, yeah, what the hell? Let's just do it. I would like to cast ban. Banishment on the paralyzed drug dealer. <laughs> and he, what's the save on that? Uh, you attempt to win a charisma save, but uh, I have a question about the rules. Sure. Creatures that are paralyzed usually get you usually get advantage on attack rolls against them, right? Right. So, is there any like disadvantage? Like, how much can they resist when they're? unable to do anything. I would argue that it would put them at a disadvantage for like a physical saving throw, mm-hmm. but this is one of the mental stats. So I feel like they would be able to resist the effects of the spell still due to the nature of it. Now, if okay. this was like uh, a spell that pushed him, then I, I think that, you know, he would not be able to resist it very well and would just probably get pushed around. But due to the fact that you're uh, you're testing one of his mental scores. I feel like he still has his facilities. Cool. Uh, it's a DC 15 yeah, first he, charisma. He failed it anyway, so it doesn't matter. He um, is banished to a plane of existence. Is he from... Uh, so you don't have to tell me, but if he's from this plane, he goes to a harmless place for a minute. If yep. he's from another place plane, he goes to that plane. So he goes to that... that I imagine that you could probably have some level of understanding of what's transpired since you're sending them there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know he went to that pocket dimension, that safe dimension. Mm-hmm. And then you're struck with a vision that almost feels like a sudden throb of migraine in the front of your brain. And as you wince your eyes to the pain, you can see him in that sort of shadowy nothing. And then you see out of the darkness a large clawed yellow hand grab him and pull him away and you just hear the words he's mine you can't take him he will serve again uh, so slate visibly shaken from the vision and probably gone went down on one knee gets back up and says well, boys, I, I got some bad news for you. Uh, the short and skinny of it is, I, I sent him to the plane like you asked, Dale, uh, and somebody didn't like that, and they took him out of the plane, which, not really sure how that's possible, but it definitely just happened. Huh. I, I don't like that. In the wake yeah. of all that, you guys realize that the B team was quick on their feet, and has uh, removed the medallions from the afflicted uh, zombies or, you know, drug-addled people. Uh, Dracon, what was the race of the drug dealer? Uh, he was heavily scarred. Uh, some manner of humanoid with, with pale skin, but it was, you were not able to tell. Okay. Like heavily, heavy ritual scars all across his face. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah, so 
plan B? Uh, do we? Can we get the manservant in here to uh, identify if any of these drugged up people are the cousin? Uh, hmm. He's already on that, and he sort of is looking around. And goes, none of these are of my family. We must go to the second location. Any idea yeah, what we should do with them? Are they gonna be okay? I will call for the they authorities. Should... They will clean up this drug den. Ah, thank you, Logan. Uh, is there right. a is there a time limit on getting to that second warehouse? Because I'll be honest with you, that you those two spells drain me a bit. Uh, we are on your all's time frame, sir. Well, well any idea? Give him a shoulder rub on the way there. I'm sorry. Sorry. I said, Say that again, Boomer. Sorry. Uh, Get <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> oh, I said, let's get moving. I'll give him a shoulder rub on the way there. Uh, well, I just want you all to know that a shoulder rub will not allow me to repeat that performance should you request it. He says kind of sarcastically. I don't know you well enough to go further than that. Uh, well, <laughs> I warned you. Let's go. So you guys saddle up back into the caravan. Er, uh, Elberin sort of bribes a couple guards to ignore your all's presence, but to go and clean up the drug den. And uh, he joins you all a second later. All right. Well, we should probably head over to the next place. Yep. And as you all arrive uh, some time later, not a long rest, but a short rest at least later, to the front of, of L, you recognize this. This is another nobleman's house. Uh, and Elbrin sort of gestures to that is the place that his cousin must be held. Really? This is house something or other. Right. He nods. I believe a month ago, good sir, that the, f the family of this abode has fallen in with the cult. And they have been housing them for some time. The authorities seem unable to breach due to the fantastical law of the land, but you are all somewhat above it. Wait. Fair enough. Right men for the job, I suppose. I never much liked them anyway. Wait. Soft power. What if we go in as his entourage and he's... Your, your folks kind of well-received in this area. This could work. Elbrin, do they know that your cousin is related to you? Uh, do you suspect, anyway? Because I could go in uh, posing as someone interested in the cult. I'm sure they'd be happy to get someone from your family, especially your mother's son. Well, it won't work if they start out distrusting of us. We'll uh... go in wearing our rings so we look unarmed? Question mark? <laughs> Just a quick thing. Uh, I'm going to say no to all that, and we burn this bitch to the ground. No, 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 no. That is not how you do business here. Man, they're cultists. They're trying to kill people. I agree with you, but this is a densely populated metropolis. We can't just go burning things. Soft power. God damn it. I still don't get it. I think I'm getting it. Perhaps a demonstration. 
And as the gates open before you all, while you contemplate your plans, and you can feel a heavy, dark energy and presence emanate from the front door, that's where we're going to end it tonight. Oh. Wow. Come back (laughs) next week. Same bad time, same bad channel, baby. The kind of aura that only comes from timeshares approaches you. God damn it. (laughs) I get it. But By the way, when Elle's mom was just like, hey, I got so much magic stuff in here, I just imagine her be like, slaps the roof of her mansion, be like, (laughs) so much magic shit. Uh, The memes. They're strong. It's doing in. As always, I have uh, been your host and dungeon master, Kenny. Oh, wow. I just realized we didn't even do an introduction tonight. I'm so sorry. I'm off. They know us. Man, whatever. Just got right into it. They've stuck around this long. It's all right. That's true. They, they knew who you all are. So with that, I'm going to say we have our ge- uh, we almost, we have our Gaharan. We have our fire. Yeah. We have a Hulk. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Uh, our, our, our cleric. Uh, this is Scott playing uh, Slate. Good night, guys. Our bard. Uh, this is Austin playing Pluvial or L. Have a good night. Our, our bard's mother. Hi, this is Elise playing the lady of uh, the house. Nailed it. Uh, our warlock. Hey, everybody. It's Jesse playing Valandis. Have a good night. And our Artifa wizard. Hey, y'all. It's Dylan playing Boomer. Y'all have a night, nice night. Good night, everybody. Night, good y'all. Night. Uh, y'all come back now, you hear? <laughs>